0: Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Leslie Powell, Director of Outreach for the World Fellows Program, talking today with Vusi Gumede, a 2009 Yale World Fellow. Welcome, Vusi. Until recently, Vusi was Chief Policy Analyst for the Presidency of South Africa. An economist by training, he had been with the Presidency's Policy Coordination and Advisory Services since 2001, and is an expert in socioeconomic and public policy issues pertaining to South Africa and Africa broadly. It has been about 15 years since the apartheid era in South Africa came to an official end. Given your vantage point from the Office of the Presidency, how far do you think South Africa has come since then?
1: Well, thank you, Leslie, for having me here uh, today. And um, very interesting question you asked. well i think it's, it's 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 a mixed bag if i can put it that way um there's some really good things that have happened uh, of course political freedoms um however there's still major challenges that relate to uh, economic uh, freedom in particular so freedom from want i think this is a, it's still a big challenge for south africa that many people about 50 percent uh, of the population is still classified as poor which uh, is 50 percent 50 percent just about is 48 uh, percent, but mm-hmm. almost 50 percent and 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 this in a sense um a, a standard definition of one dollar 16 cents uh, per day Uh, You know, if you use that, if you use other measures, maybe it could be even a larger number, it could be a lesser number. So I think regarding political freedoms, there's no doubt um, freedom of speech and and freedom of all kinds of things, except uh, the economic one that I think is still a major challenge for the country.
0: The uh, poverty alleviation challenge was one of the things that you took on in your work uh, for the presidency. you've already told us a little bit about poverty in South Africa but what what are some of the things that you tried to do about it when you were working in the presidency?
1: So when we're in the presidency I mean a a team of us or the team that I was working with um, our preoccupation of course uh, you know was that we need to reduce poverty as speedily as possible. And here we're following the Millennium Developmental Goals, uh, the declaration of the United Nations that by 2015, we should have half poverty globally. So we thought using that as a basis, uh, we should do whatever is possible uh, to, to reduce poverty in South Africa. So amongst the things, you know, we thought what are the main pillars uh, that one needs to deal with. could be from the basic services perspectives, could be income support services, um, and in various things that you need to do on the healthcare on education. So we tried in all these areas. However, a couple of years later, probably just about five years later, we realized that we're still not making a significant dent, although the trend in terms of uh, poverty um, was declining. Uh, and then at that point in time, I took up Um, a different approach, which was that we need to involve more other people, other stakeholders. And that's when we started a kind of a consultative process to get perspectives from the rest of society on how we could better address poverty.
0: So the challenge remains?
1: The challenge remains, yes. Uh,
0: If you can sort of look at the last decade and a half of South African history, what would you say are some of the South African people's greatest post-apartheid triumphs? What are some of their biggest disappointments?
1: Um, Let me start with the disappointments. I think the biggest ones um, is perhaps the quality uh, of the services that uh, the public sector provides or government broadly or the state broadly. Um, So when you look at education, a lot more people are accessing education either at primary or, or, or secondary, even at early learning level. However, the argument that many people are making is that the quality of these services... So, in a, in, for example, the unemployment rate in South Africa is probably the highest in the world you can imagine. It's about 30% uh, of the economic active population that it's not accessing uh, jobs or the labor market. Uh, and, and many people attribute this to the problem of the skills that although people are getting access to education, to training, however, these skills or the training that they are receiving does not prepare them. Uh, for the job market or the, the kind of the labor market that South Africa has. So, so I think those are some of the major disappointments because the unemployment problem itself therefore means that there will be more people that are you know, uh, uh, that are in poverty. Um, again, when it comes to healthcare care, the, the quality of healthcare services, although the numbers of people accessing healthcare is, has increased, uh, and you know there are a lot of other interventions such as free primary healthcare, healthcare for for the elderly is free, for the pregnant mothers uh, is free. However, the quality of that service or those services remains a question. So I think this is one key issue about um, the disappointments, uh, and and it relates to other factors, perhaps the pressing problem. Uh, after poverty, that South Africa faces the problem of inequality. Uh, South Africa, again, this is an interesting issue that South Africa is probably the most unequal country in the world. Our Gini coefficient is about 0.7. Economically
0: unequal. Economic economic Mm -hmm.
1: inequality, and and this is quite high. But other inequalities too, uh, you know, social inequalities and others Mm -hmm. that remain, in a sense, as a legacy of apartheid. But I think these are some of the major disappointments that South Africa In terms of the triumphs, um, I think... A lot of things that have happened in the country have given people some new meaning, that they can do things for themselves. Um, you know, the role that Africa, or South Africa plays, sorry, um, in Africa, in global affairs. I think uh, people think this is a great thing that's happening.
0: You left the presidency just this past summer, soon after Jacob Zuma was elected president in May. Were you a Mbeki man?
1: Well, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You know, in South Africa, um, people classify people in different ways. So probably from the perspective of many people, um, it could be that I was a beggy man. And this is largely because I, I worked with him for eight years. Uh, out of that eight years, uh, plus minus four to five years, working very closely with him. And, and this was just, in a sense, accidental in a that when I joined the presidency, the work that was being done in government and also in relation to Africa's development, um, happened to be in the area that I had expertise on, or I was seen as a specialist, and, and therefore that meant I worked very close with him. Um, in many ways, I can can go into many details, so I think, you know, many people might think so. He's quoted me publicly in parliament about some of um, the arguments I make or the things I write or the views I express. Um, particularly with regards to poverty eradication and issues such as those so I think some people might think so but um I, I see um I see myself as um, as 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 an independent um, uh, analyst and and that's why I wouldn't have a difficulty I didn't have actually any challenge working with uh, president Jacob zuma though I only did it for a couple of months but uh, within the political environment in the political platforms uh, I was able to I think, demonstrate uh, some form of independence. So I'm more, I I could say, perhaps if I were to be uh, very direct, that I'm more an African National Congress person than any particular individual.
0: For the past several months, you've been working on the South African Human Development Report, is that right? Um, For the United Nations Development Program. Do you yet have a sense of what your findings are? I know you've been crunching a lot of data.
1: Um, Yeah, there is a good sense, and it's not surprising. I mean, I think most of the results that are emerging or the findings that uh, are coming through are not very different from other reviews that have been done. So, you know, government has done its own reviews of the 15 years of democracy and what has gone right and what has gone wrong. Uh, Many thinkers in South Africa, analysts, as well as... um, researchers have been, you know, focusing on specific areas uh, since uh, 1994, in a sense to assess the impact uh, of government policy. I think um, what is emerging from the report, um, one is that social exclusion has not gone down as it should have, um, given, you know, the myriad of policies that are supposed to be addressing access um, and in, you know social inclusion. So the, the numbers suggest that some of the vulnerable groups uh, remain um, excluded, um, and, and it's not surprising from what others perhaps have found. Um, the interesting finding, which slightly differs from the finding perhaps of many reports or studies, is actually that the human development in South Africa has not declined. Um, because I think there's been this view from the various studies that uh, things have been worsening. So sure, they've been worsening with regards perhaps, not it's hard to say they've been worsening. Suppose in areas such as inequality, there's been major improvements, uh, but the content and nature of that inequality has changed. Again, with regards to poverty, perhaps there hasn't been major, um, major improvements. However, one can point to certain changes, positive changes that have taken place. Um, so, so I, I think it's one of the perhaps very important findings. It's, it's it's still tentative because the numbers uh, are like kind of in a you know, number crunching is mm-hmm. a lifetime process until you finalize the report. But I think it's encouraging that uh, you know the Human Development Index has not declined. It seems to to have stable. In fact, it's it's increased just slightly from what I'm I'm getting. However, there are other difficult, in, in a sense, negative findings that um, the, the analysis suggests, uh, f- for instance, linked to the problem of economic inequality. The numbers suggest that um, the bottom 20 percent, bottom 40 percent of the population is um, things have not improved as much uh, in terms of human poverty uh, index, um, again, human development. So the society of remains largely divided along, it will seem, uh, racial uh, fault lines. Despite, Despite all the, the all 15 years yeah.
0: of policy making. Yeah. Um, my final question for you is about the last semester that you've just spent here at Yale. Um, you've been taking seminars and courses and speaking to lots of different people from lots of different sectors. Um, What do you take away from this experience?
1: Um, It's been a a very fulfilling experience, Um, really extraordinary. Um, And and, this is because I feel it prepared me uh, for anything else I I would like to do. So as I think through what um, I I would like to do next, uh, I think the program has has prepared me a lot. And lastly, because of the interactions I've had uh, with the faculty, uh, those that I, w- I was interested in interacting with pr- primarily, but also those that came to give seminars, who were our speakers, and also the students. Um, students have been quite inspirational uh, in a sense that, you know, the questions they've been raising and, and you know, the views about the whole range of things and engagement. Uh, Both have kept us um, very, very busy. But most importantly, I think, um, I feel like we're relatively fortunate as this 2009 group uh, or the class of 2009 that um, in the fellowship program we had some really extraordinary, uh, very accomplished, uh, but also very humble um, individuals in the group, uh, very informed. Uh, So I I feel like I've learned quite a lot as well just by interacting uh, with uh, the various fellows. So I think what I'm taking away. From the program. One, I've already established some relationships with various faculty, this is outside the fellows, uh, as we've spoken with them many times about the possibilities uh, of doing things together, including the previous fellows that came for the return to Yale. So there are some activities that seem to be emerging there, uh, things that one would be, could be working on for a couple of Uh, perhaps um, years going forward. But I think the interaction with some faculty, because uh, in a sense there are certain specific projects and this human development, uh, particularly the human development type of research, um, I've been able to interact with some various faculty from political science and economics in particular, people doing more of the same kind of work, not necessarily to write a report, but I think it's a major project that one could be working on for, for many years to come. But I think most importantly, as I said, it, I feel the program prepared me for many other things that I would like to do next, um, and, and you know it's been great from that perspective.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear it. Thank yeah. you very much for joining me, Bosi. Okay. Thank you.